I just want to have a real conversation with you today. It may not feel like a preachy, preachy message. I just kind of want to have a conversation with you today about some things that I've been going through that I hope will help you. Um, and it's, it's really about the, what the worship team sang about, what Debbie shared with us so, so well. Um, and that's just the pressing, the, the pressing of life. Um, anybody ever felt pressure in your life? It's a dumb question, I know. But I just, I feel like we could get better at how we handle it. And so that's just how, that's just what I want to talk to you about today. Um, so I am going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. If you have your Bibles, you can open it up. If you don't, it will be on your screen. Choose one. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5 is where we're going to start. But I want to tell you a little bit about it before we jump into it. Um, this is Paul who wrote this and is sharing with his church, um, uh, kind of defending his ministry because uh, chapters previous, uh, people were saying how they, um, they felt like Paul was being deceitful when he preached and that he was kind of preaching some greasy grace and that he was peddling the gospel, one of the translations says. And um, so he's, he's feeling pressure. He's being pressed by um, some attacks from, from people. He's, he's very persecuted in this. And so he stands firm in front of his church and says this in verse 5. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light, Jesus, shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed. Everybody say pressed. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. It's one of my favorite passages of scripture and, and I really studied it a lot over the past few months. And, and I, the topic that I wanna talk about today, or, or my title I should say for today is the press breaker, the press breaker. And so I just wanna to go to God in prayer real quick before we dive into it. Lord, we thank you for this time. I pray that you would just speak through me, Lord, that people would receive what they need to because I'm being a vessel right now for you, Lord. I pray that I, you know, I would decrease and you would increase so that they would hear directly from you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, the press breaker. Listen, a fun fact about me, if, if, if you don't know this about me, um, a lot of people are shocked about this, and I just don't get it. I don't know why, but I used to play basketball. I don't know why that's so shocking. Because what? I look girly. Okay. I am girly, actually, so I get that from my mama, wherever she's at. But I am girly, but I used to play basketball, and... Um, like I play, I, you know, did the travel teams all the way up through high school, and um, I, I was the point guard a lot of the times. And so I remember, um, you know, getting to middle school and high school, whenever I would take the ball out and my back was 
facing, um, not facing anybody, but the person throwing me the ball. And then I would turn to bring the ball up the court. And all of a sudden I hear my coach going crazy. Everybody's screaming and yelling. And my coach is yelling, press breaker, press breaker. And I'm like, everybody's all up in my grill. Like what's happening here? And so what happens is sometimes in basketball, they stay back past half court and they let you just casually bring the ball up the court. And then there's other times when they want to pressure the ball. And so what that's called is pressing in basketball, if you're not a sports person. And um, so I remember just, you know, it's a the, the pressure comes so that they can try to um, make you make a mistake and they steal the ball from you. And so I, I very vividly remember it. Just everything just got so intense when the coach is just screaming, press breaker, press breaker. And um, it's just kind of like a high intensity moment. And this year I got to watch my daughter, Natalie, um, play middle school ball for the first time. And I remember whenever at the beginning of the season, whenever the other team would press, press us, um, we, we didn't do so well with the press breaker play. And so um, by the end of the season, they learned it, and it was great, but um, it's the truth. It's fine. It's the truth. Um, they, um, where is I going with that? I know where I'm going. Okay. Um, so what happened was I, was I like to watch the crowd a lot of the times during sports games because, you know, where I feel like I maybe used to be intense during those games, I just learned that it's really not that big of a deal. It just isn't. And so I love to watch the other people. Um, sometimes my husband, I like to watch him during the games. <laughs> and um, whenever they would pressure the ball for our team, um, everybody's just all in the crowd. The parents are like, uh, you know, and they, they would yell, they can't handle the pressure. They can't handle the pressure. Like, I mean, relax. It's okay. It's going to be okay. We're all going to go home, eat dinner, and life is going to move on. But they just get so bent out of shape that, that they couldn't handle the press. And by the end of the season, they were able to run the press breaker play and get past the pressure, and it was fine. But I know that um, the, is, aren't parents fun to watch during games? Maybe you're one of the ones people watch. That's probably what it is. Maybe you're not a, um, a basketball fan, but there's other things that we can talk about that use pressure to produce something. So, um, like, we have pressure washers. Pressure washer. My grandma uses, has somebody come do that to her house all the time. Anybody ever used that before? Whew, tough crowd. Um, anybody ever heard the statement, pressure makes diamonds? Yeah? Yes? Yes? Awesome. Just because I'm not Pastor Justin doesn't mean you can't talk back to me. It's fine. Um, what about the ladies when you, that have been pregnant before? Talk about pressure. I'm telling you what, right here in this region, like it's it's that's a lot of pressure when you're you're going into labor. I mean that's pressure like none none other. So that's a lot of pressure. Um, All of the, listen, I have the mic today, so I'm going to say the things, right, ladies? Give me a little love. Yeah? All of those things need pressure to produce their purpose. Um, so I have something here just as an, an illustration that um, needs pressure as well that some of you might use in your kitchen. The good old pressure cooker, Right? Yes, pressure cooker. Um, and how many have ever used the pressure cooker before? Yeah? 
Um, so what happens is it works on one principle alone, and that's steam pressure. A little science lesson, lesson for you. If you put your liquids in here, you put your food in here, then you turn on the temperature, the temperature raises, causing steam in there, and that it becomes a very high-pressure pot. Um, the, the pot is sealed, and there's all kinds of steam in there, and it's very, very high pressure, making the food cook faster, which we all like um, for things to be done quicker, right? And then I got to thinking about um, the pressure of life and the pressing of life. Sometimes I feel like I am a sealed pot with all kinds of pressure on me, with things just pressing me from the right, from the left, from the front, from the back. Things are just pressing everywhere where I just feel like the temperature has risen and I have a lot of pressure on me right now. Anybody ever felt that before? Where it's like, sometimes, sometimes it's like the, the busyness of life in and of itself is just pressure enough. Um, I have some, a list of things right here. Uh, we can be pressed by our jobs. Um, we, we feel pressure to have um, our children behave a certain way, grow up to be a certain way. Um, we feel pressed uh, in our relationships. Uh, maybe family troubles is just pressing at us. Um, circumstances that arise that we don't know how they're going to turn out, that presses us. Um, the responsibilities are endless, aren't they? The housework, the yard work, the school work. Um, our kids are always needing fed. I don't understand that. Why do we always have to feed them? But they're always needing something. Um, if, you're, if you're married, your husband is always needing attention. And so, like, they're always needing something. Right? I mean, come on, sit down. <laughs> Everybody always needs something though, don't they? Yeah, we feel this like, don't stand up again, by the way. I got the mic this time, remember? He's saying that. Um, maybe, you're, maybe you're a junior or senior in high school and you're like, you feel this pressure, like what am I, where am I going to college? What am I gonna be when I grow up? Um, I know that there's pressure for you to feel like that you got to have a boyfriend or girlfriend to fit in. Um, there's just pressure to, f to be a certain way, to feel a certain way, to act a certain way, to look a certain way. There's just all this pressure, right? The fact is, it's, it's the press of life. And so I just got to thinking about all this pressure and, and, and what, what do I do with it? What do, what do I do with it? Because I looked at that, that passage of scripture a little bit different this week and I thought, you know what? It does say that we're hard pressed on every side and it does say that we're not crushed but it lends itself to the fact that we could be crushed if we let it. And I know that I've let it sometimes and it, it, it makes me a little emotional about it because I don't want to let God down. And so I thought if if we as people, because I've seen it crush a lot of people, if we as people don't know how to break the press, then the press will break us. And the interesting thing that I'm learning in my 30s is that, that I need to become more aware of my response to the press. When I turn around and the press is coming on me, what do I do? What do you do? Everyone handles it differently. Everyone handles it differently. My experience with the press is that I, I, I quit. 
I take a step back. I disengage from life. I'm like, I'm just gonna go ahead and live in denial of that even happening. I'm gonna live in, in denial of the fact that I've got you know, kids that need this or something happened hit the church or you need that. Oh my gosh, they said this. Like all of that, I just disengage from life. I'm just gonna go home, do some mindless things and just pretend like it's not gonna happen. That's what I did. And that's not good. That's not good. God said to me, um, you know, that, that may be working for you right now. And then he said, that's just complete and utter disobedience to the call in your life. And I was like, mm, darn. Felt like that was working. <laughs> but he does that, doesn't he? Uh, what I've learned about the press is that, like, some, some people may not, may not do what I do. But maybe you, maybe you turn to the bars. Maybe you turn to uh, hateful words to other people. Maybe you turn to social media. Maybe you turn to relationships. I don't know where you turn when you feel the pressure. But what it boils down to, what I've found is, and what God said to me is, is that we make the pressure and the pressing so much about ourselves. Listen, we're selfish creatures to begin with. We don't need any help making ourselves even more selfish. But we are very prideful. Um, we, we get pressed, and so then we try to fix the things ourselves. We, have the, we feel pressure, and um, even through our words and the things that we say, we make it all about ourselves. The things that you post on social media, you're just making it all about yourself. Like you want sympathy, you want sympathy remarks or whatever. Um, and I'm not saying that, hear that in balance, please. But I just know that we, we make a lot of things about self, focusing on our agenda rather than God's agenda. And culture, doesn't, culture does not help in that. You hear phrases like, you be you, or you do what you want to do, girl. You do what you want to do. And I'm like, no, we've got that wrong. You do what God wants you to do. And, and it's like, Oh, that's a perspective shift for me. So, because we will face pressure, and the press will come at us, there's going to be times in our life when we will be squeezed. We've got to remember that God is in control, and he will use the pressing to strengthen his people. And so the pressing wasn't meant to destroy you, it's meant to strengthen you. Because we aren't on this earth to make sure our will happens. It's thy will, not my will. And man, we get that confused way too much. We make it so much about ourselves. We were created to glorify God and point people to him. That is it. That is it. To glorify God and point people to him. So this is going to come across a little bit harsh, but <laughs> this is what, hey, take it up with God because he told me this. There's a point to the pressing, and the point isn't about you at all. We learn how to break the press so that he could shine. It's not about us. It is not about us. It's to glorify God and point people to him. 
So if it's not about us and our own ability, quit trying to carry things that, that are too heavy for you to carry. Quit trying to handle the pressure because you think it makes you look strong and tough and like I can do this all on my own. Quit trying to handle the pressure by trying to fix everything on your own. The only way to handle the pressure is by relying on his power. And so that's the first thing I wanna tell you today. How do you break the press before it breaks you? It's by enduring the press by relying on his power. And so if we refer back to verse seven, it says, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. The treasure of Jesus lives on the inside of us. And so that makes it clear that our great power is not from us, it is from God. And that is kind of, that's what we need to realize, that it's not about us, it's about him. It's about his power, it's about glorifying him, it's about pointing people to us, or to him. Whoa, that was a miss, this, I did not get that right. Did you hear me? It is not about us, it's about him. Um, God's glory is manifested here on earth through us through this fragile clay jar, this ordinary person with an extraordinary treasure. See, God's glory shines on this earth through the people who are willing to endure the pressing. How do we endure the pressing? It's by relying on his power. I just know that there's a lot of people that say, oh, yeah, I, I rely on God. I rely on his power. Um, but I, I hear this, this scripture, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Like people, a lot of people can quote that scripture, but yet they don't walk it out. They say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, and then God tells you to do something, and you're like, mm, I can't do all things. Like, I don't wanna do that thing. Like, I'm not gonna do that thing. Like, you want me to, you want me to share my faith with the Walmart cashier? Like, eh, I'm not gonna do that. And when we do that, who's that making it about? And we're not here for us. It's not about us. It's not about us. It's about God and glorifying him. Maybe that Walmart cashier, you're the only person that will share about Jesus. Maybe that person needed lifted up and you chose not to because you made it about yourself. We only can endure the pressing if we rely on God's power. Because if you don't rely on God's power, you will get crushed. And it's not fun. It's not fun. So um, what happens is we rely on his power, and when we do that, the people around us see Jesus and not you. So if we take a look at Paul's life, um, Paul went through all kinds of hardships, all kinds of them, even uh, faced death, prison, things that I have never even faced in my life. And, and the, the interesting thing about Paul is that Paul's focus was always on the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And because his focus was that, when he preached, people saw him, and then people come to know Jesus and the eternal life that he offered because Paul was willing to endure the pressing so that God could be glorified through it. Does that make sense? Because his focus was the power of God that was living in him, it motivated him to face the pressing, to face the pressure cooker, if you will. Not from a weak stance, but from a power position. Somebody say power. power. And it's also God can, re 
receive the glory. Remember, it's not about us. So the second thing I wanna tell you today is if you are a Christ follower, assume the power position. I know in basketball, like we always had to get in like different positions on the court. And I'm telling you right now, you need to assume the power position if you are a follower of Jesus Christ. Knowing what we know about God and his power at work in us, why do we choose to cower when we have the power? I'm not going to rap, I promise you. I'm a white girl. But I don't understand why we do that to ourselves when we have the power of God living inside of us, this, this great treasure. We choose to cower back instead of getting into our power position that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I've seen it happen so much and I am living it sometimes in my life. And I just wanna help you with it today. It's like sometimes we can, we, okay, we're okay with handling things being pressed at us from one side. Like maybe just our work is at us. Maybe, maybe it's just one thing. But, but what about when it's pre- things are pressing everywhere around us and we feel all of this pressure? Because the truth is, in the pressing, you can get into a power position or you can get into the cower position. It's your choice. What does the power position, cower position look like? I am so glad that you asked me because I'm gonna tell you. Cower position I'm very familiar with, unfortunately. It's when somebody asks you to do something that you're gifted to do, but you're not sure how it's gonna turn out, so you're just gonna crouch back in fear. Like, you want me to lead a small group? No, I'm not gonna, no, I don't think, I don't know how that's gonna turn out. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I'm the right person for that. Notice the theme, I, I, we're making it about us. The cower position makes it about us. Maybe, um, maybe the cower position for you is, is um, just being hateful to the people around you with your words because it's just so much pressure. Maybe it's, um, you're, a lot of times the cower position is driven by your feelings and we learned um, that our feelings are not something that we can count on. And I believe that a lot of the times we end up in the cower position, it's because our thoughts are not good thoughts. Our thoughts are not biblical thoughts. Our thoughts are untruths that you just keep feeding your mind, thoughts that say you're not good enough, thoughts, that's, thoughts that say you can't provide from your fam- for your family, you might as well quit, thoughts that say um, you'll never be a, a good mom or a good dad or you'll never find love or you're not pretty enough or whatever your thoughts are that you're feeding yourself. I mean, what do you ever think about what you're thinking about? Because it matters, it matters. In Proverbs 23.7, it teaches us that we become what we think. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So, have you ever heard where the mind goes, the, the man follows? It's truth. We need to learn how to strengthen our mind with the word of God so that we can endure the pressing from a power position. So when pressing comes at me, and I begin to think, this is too much, I can't handle this, I don't know what to do about this, um, I need to remind myself of scriptures like what we read. That I, I may be pressed on every side, but I will not be crushed. I may be perplexed in my mind, that's, that's mental pressure, but I will not be driven to despair. I may be persecuted, that's, that's pressure from other people, but I will not be abandoned by God. I might be knocked down, but I will not be destroyed. Those are the things that put you in the power position. 
The heavy pressures in your life are often the things that God is using to press you into him. So you can choose. Cower position presses you into yourself. The power position presses you into him. I know which one sounds better, but why don't we do it? Because we forget that it's not about us, but it's all about him. I want to read um, a, a scripture from David's um, sharing with him about a time where he's being persecuted um, from his enemies. And he says in Psalm 56, 1, Be merciful to me, my God, for my enemies are in hot pursuit. All day long they press. Let me hear you say press. They press their attack. Anybody ever felt like that before? All day long I'm just getting pressed by all this stuff. My adversaries pursue me all day long. In their pride many are attacking me. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. And so when he says those words, that is him getting into the power position. And that's where I want to be, with my full trust in God. Prayer actually places the pressure in his hands. Take a look at this um, pressure cooker again. Um, there's a little knob here on the back of it. If you've used it before, you know what it is. If you've never used it before, let me tell you. I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you about it. This is the pressure release valve. And so when your cooking is done, you release the steam inside by turning it, and all the steam releases. And so I thought about that in relation to what David did. He says, I put my trust in you when I am afraid. It's a simple thing. It's a simple thing that we try to complicate because we get in the way. But what I found is whenever, um, when we rely on his power, it relieves the pressure. I love just even saying that, right? <laughs> and I'm gonna remind myself of that. When we rely on his power, it relieves the pressure. The pressure to feel like I have to be this way, or I have to live up to this standard, or it relieves the pressure to um, perform, right? together. Here we go. Mm. Relying on God's power allows us to relieve the pressure to have all answers all the time. Like, I don't have to have all the answers all the time, because God knows. There's relief in relying on Jesus. And if you don't hear anything else, I want you to hear that. I want you to hear that you don't have to carry all of the pressing, all of the pressure, that God will can carry it for you. Give me just a hot second. <laughs> There's a point to the pressing. Because God allows a certain amount of pressure to produce a new level of faith in my life. And so I can face the pressure. I can face it because I have his power inside of me. 
then I just got to thinking, you know, maybe we're looking at the pressing wrong and, and maybe we're, maybe we don't understand God's power. Because I grew up singing songs in the church about his power all the time. Some of you might know. There is power, power. Who knows that song? Yes, in the blood. Yeah, I grew up singing about that all the time. Or um, the blood will never lose its power. That's another one. And more recently that we sing, uh, there's power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain. We sing it, but do we allow it to work in our lives? I don't know, I'm just in this place where tired of saying the things. Let's get a little bit of the D word in our lives and do the things. <laughs> I want to take a look at Jesus because we're supposed to um, imitate him is what scriptures say. And so I always like to look at the way that he responds to things in the Bible, like, because that's how I want to be. And so if we go to Matthew chapter 14, um, Jesus, during his ministry, one of, one of his dear friends, John the Baptist, was just beheaded in prison. And we're going to pick up um, in verse 13. I believe I'm going to go to my Bible here because I don't have it written out. Can you believe that? Actually going to your own Bible, like with actual pages? <laughs> okay, verse 13, it says, When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he told them to go away. He told him this is too much pressure, back off. No. He had compassion on them and he healed their sick. In verse 15, you can see how this is how I would, res- would have responded, and I do sometimes in my life. As the evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the village and buy themselves some food. And Jesus replied, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. And then he performs this miracle and feeds thousands of people. But I know that in my flesh, if I had just lost a dear friend, I would tell everybody in the world to just back off and leave me alone. Like this is too much of a pressing, I'm in the pressure cooker right now. I can't handle anything else, just back off. That's what I would do. And that's so selfish, isn't it? Because if that's what Jesus would have done, then none of those people would have, would have came to know him maybe or uh, seen the miracle that was the, the feeding of the thousands. Um, Jesus is, he's a powerful God and there is power in the name of Jesus. But if we don't know how to rely on that power, then we will live our lives miserable, full of selfish pride, and we will allow the, crush, the crushing to happen in a negative way. Because that, that song says, um, in the crushing, in the pressing, he's making new wine, and where there's new wine, there's new power. 
And so God wants to take you to all these different levels, from glory to glory, from faith to faith. But if you don't learn how to handle the pressure in the way that God has designed you to do it, which is selflessly and relying on him, then you won't be able to say that verse, that I may be pressed on every side, but I'm not crushed. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for anyone. And neither does Jesus. I love this scripture down here. It says um, in Psalm 27, 13, I have it in two versions. It says, I would have despaired had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It says, I would have despaired, but I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in this, in this earth. And in the NIV version, it says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And that gives me confidence to know that it's not about me, but it's about him. It's about his glory. It's about pointing people to him. And man, does that relieve the pressure off of me. It relieves the pressure of the fact that I don't have to do it all. I don't have to be everything. I just have to be obedient to what he has called me to be that I am here for an audience of one. I've got a lot of eyes looking at me here today, but there's only one set that I care about. And it's not Justin. think I had tears left. (laughs) So as I close this um, sinking ships series, I kind of looked up some things and I noticed a, a, a statement that I wanted to read to you. It says, any ship that sinks gets flooded first. And so you may feel like you're being flooded with all sorts of pressure so many things pressing at you, pressure to fit in, be a certain way. Maybe you're flooded with thoughts that aren't biblical, that are untruths. Maybe you're putting all kinds of pressure on yourself. But I just thought, I don't wanna be flooded with that. I wanna be flooded with Jesus' presence. I don't want to just survive the sinking ship. I want to thrive. I want to move forward. And none of that happens if we don't have the blood and the power of Jesus Christ. The pressing isn't meant to sink your ship. It's meant to press you into Jesus so that you can be shaped and molded to become more like him. So that when people look at you and what you have endured, They see him. And that's my prayer for all of us today. 